Welcome to the Life is Relationships podcast, where we share biblical truths about marriage, parenting, and discipleship. The desire of CTCI is to see the hearts of individuals and families restored in their relationship to the Father, and for them to be empowered to have thriving, godly relationships that impact the communities around them. I'm your host, AJ Selby, and on today's episode, we'll be talking with Susan Pons as she shares some stories of motherhood throughout the years within family and ministry. Take a listen. Well, Susan, thank you again so much for coming and joining us again. We are, we're always so grateful when we get to talk to you. Well, thank you again, AJ, for having me. <laughs> well, Susan, you've been here for 41 years at CTCI, and um, I can only imagine in that amount of time the, what you have seen and experienced and walked through in regarding motherhood for you personally and the things that you have walked through with so many other women. What are some of the, the most important things that you have learned and that you have shared with others over those 41 years? Well, that's a big question, AJ. Um, I know that because we lived in the ministry for eight years, and now we just live up the hill for it, we and, had— And when you say in the ministry, I just want to clarify for everybody. You meant you lived for eight years within the building. Within the building. That in that building is only two, four, six—there's only eight rooms in that building. Is that correct? Oh, you mean bedrooms? Yes. No, I think there's— well, now there is. Now but there then are. there were uh, 11, uh, 13 rooms and 11 bathrooms. Okay. So you lived in this one building yes. for eight years with your family of four children, mm -hmm. and you did programs and you lived your life in this one place. Yes. Okay. Yes. And so we raised... We began raising our children. When we came here, Ellie was six. Nikki was four. The twins were three. And we had to learn to um, separate our family in special moments. And I had to learn, first of all, my priority was um, Larry's and my priority were our children because we had different kinds of people coming here. And so motherhood, I had to prioritize motherhood in the midst of a lot of other people. And <laughs> it was quite an experience. And I will, um, I'm going to quote something your great-grandfather, <laughs> okay. Derek Prince, said, and I will never forget it. He said, a ship in the ocean is good. It floats. Water in the ship is bad. It sinks. The church in the world is good. It floats. But the world in the church is bad. It sinks. So I think... Um, if we had a, uh, if I could describe a calling, it was to try to teach my girls, our girls, and the young women who passed through here uh, what that exactly meant. And so, um, no one called me mother except my own children. <laughs> I didn't set myself as mother of all these girls, but. But it was a time of teaching um, 
young girls the way a godly woman should dress, should act, should have a relationship with a boy. Um, it was those kind of years with, with our own girls and then with others who passed through here and with mothers who passed through here as well. I'll tell you one funny story that happened when our girls reached the teen years. And of course, the teen years brings about the itsy bitsy teeny weeny yellow polka dot bikini. Okay. <laughs> yes. You get the gist of that? Absolutely. All right. So we had gone to, we live close to Asheville, Atlanta, all of these different places to find a bathing suit that was agreeable, not just to them, but to me also. We could not find one that was ag ma mainly agreeable to me. <laughs> so it was vacation time, and I told the girls, I said, look, we are going to Myrtle Beach. They will have thousands of bathing suits there. We'll just run out one morning and get one that is agreeable with both of us, with all three of us. Well, the first morning of our vacation, we went out to find a bathing suit. Sounds like a journey. It was unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you how many bathing suit stores are in Myrtle Beach? Not counting the department stores as well. Well, I finally went into this. Uh, it was an, I would say it was an upper class uh, clothing store. And I went in there and I said, uh, sir, do you by chance have any one-piece, stylish, classy bathing suits? And he looked at me very sorrowfully. He said, ma'am, we stopped carrying them last year. There was no market for them. So the girls and I continued our trek in and out of stores. It was 5 o'clock in the afternoon. We were in a dressing room in this far away place. I couldn't even tell you the name of it. They were crying and I was crying oh. in the dressing room. So I walked out, I went to the back of the store and there in the back of the store were two classy one piece bathing suits. And I brought them into the dressing room to my two crying daughters. And uh, Ellie said, Oh, no, those look like they came out of the 50s. <laughs> and I said, try it on. I had lost all patience, all everything. Well, to make a long story short, we I purchased the bathing suits. The girls sniveled in the car all the way home. They walked in, and the first thing that happened, the twins came running up and said, oh, y'all should have been here today. We had so much fun. We were in the ocean, the pool. We had hot dogs, ice cream. They described the whole first day of vacation. <laughs> and I was standing there with these two girls. And so Larry looked up at me and said, where have y'all been? I said, don't you dare ask. Just <laughs> don't even ask. And, and Larry said, you got bathing suits? I said, finally. And so the girl, Larry said, well, show me. And the girls pulled them out of the bag like they were holding the bubonic plague <laughs> and dangled them in front of Larry. And I turned into my mother. <laughs> I said, girls, don't you dare. Don't you dare. 
act like this after I've been out all day long with you just to find something that was uh, sensible. And um, I remember going back to the room. They were still crying. But the next day, they put the bathing suits on. And to this day, this is one of our favorite stories because we laugh about it now. Yeah. But it was not funny then. But what I took away from that is that I won. There are times in raising children, you have to make up your mind who's going to win. And that day, I won, and I'm not sorry for it. In the years that followed, Nikki will tell you she hates Land's End catalog because I ordered bathing suits for them out of Land's End because it was the only catalog or any place I could find a decent one-piece bathing suit. So that may seem harsh to many of your audience, but it was a time when I also read that scripture out of Psalm 137. How do we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? And my answer was, you win and you buy a one-piece bathing suit. (laughs) (laughs) I think Gosh, that's such a funny story. And I think I've heard that one before. And one of the things that I think that strikes me is that within just the context of that one story is that you really lay out the example of you had the resolve that you were going to be their mother and not their friend. Absolutely. And so you've seen this play out in other people's lives as well. What is it like and what has been some of the advice that you've given maybe even young mothers as they're starting to parent their children before they even reach the teen years, Yes, that you have found the value in mothering versus being their friend. Yes. Uh, remember, AJ, the, the war that happened in the early 90s, uh, the Gulf War. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, our, uh, the men from our community who were in the guard were sent over there. And one of the fathers came to Larry and said, will you just uh, help my wife, you know, with the kids if there's, if any problems come up? And Larry said, I'll be happy to. Well, he wasn't gone a week, and we get a phone call. And it is a mother whose daughter was in the parking lot uh, making out with a boy in the car before school started. Okay. So anyway, Larry gets in the car and goes and goes through that, takes her back to school, gives the boy a semi lecture. And when we were talking to the mother uh, of this of this precious girl, she was just darling, the mother said, Well, all I wanted to be was her friend. And Larry said, Sorry, that's not gonna that's not gonna work. You've got to be a mother, especially in these circumstances. Your husband's gone for several months, and you have to be her mother. And putting motherhood while our our children are growing up eventually does turn into friendship. My Our girls now are probably my two best friends. That is awesome. It, it really is. But during that those years of parenting them, um, I God called me to be a mother. And were there times I was a friend? Yes. But the first and the highest calling I had was to be their mother, first of all. 
I was there. I tried to be there. And I, it's something we teach here. When our kids come home, they should be coming into a refuge, a safe place, a place where when the world treats you bad, you come into a home that has peace in it. Because when you've been out there and, you know, with hatefulness in the schools, hatefulness, even in the body of Christ, it happens. But you need a a landing place. And that's what our opinion was, that home was to be. It should be a landing place for our children and really for us as well. A place where we can just take a deep breath. We can talk things over and uh, find out that you're still loved and that all of this will pass away. All of the the dregs, as we were speaking of, will pass away. Yeah. When it comes to um, maybe there's a, a new mom out there listening today mm-hmm. that um, is realizing that maybe she has been, she's been more of a friend to her child mm-hmm. than than a mother. Um, where would you say is a good place for her to, for her to start? Maybe it's, uh, it could be a different standard. It could be different guidelines for the yes. home. It could be, um, it could be anything. What is there anything that comes to mind and maybe a, a few foundational things for her to start with in making sure that she is the mother and that she's not just being just the friend. Yes. Well, it's so, so very important. I believe that, uh, A mother doesn't receive respect if she's just being a friend. Mm. And I believe that's where uh, much of our uh, children who go astray, they don't respect. They don't, if they're not respecting at home, they're not going to respect their teachers. They're not going to respect the police. Uh, They're not going to respect so very many uh, other aspects of life. But when you, If there comes that moment when you realize this is not working, my just being a friend to her or to her son even is just not working, that you sit down and you say, look, I have been wrong. I ask you to forgive me because I have allowed something to come into this home that should not be. And that is, I am your mother. And from this point on, you are going to respect me and you are going to listen to me and I will not have you treat me like I'm this, like a rug. (laughs) And that's what it can easily turn into. And if that does not happen, and if a single mother out there is having that issue, I would go to a pastor, I would go to someone you can, a a couple even, who could come in and help undergird you with those kind of situations. It is very difficult because there's just such a lack of respect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What is, um, what is one of the favorite things that you learned through motherhood of not just being a mother to your own children, but you truly have been a mother to so many other young women that have come through here. Not even just, not even just young unmarried women, but, but young moms and other couples 
wives that have come through here. Um, do you have any particular memories that are are just one of your most fond memories of yes of leading and guiding? Well, we have quite a few, but I suppose it's so wonderful when there is a mother and a father. And uh, I remember a particular couple that came in here. Their son was maybe 13, and they were having such a difficult time with him. And what it, what it ended up being, the father was passive. And so the mother was trying to uh, be a friend, as the father was, to this particular boy, and it was not working out. But it was an amazing thing to watch when the father began to step in and and um, impart fatherhood. The boy seemed to love it, and we saw a complete change in him. And then we had another situation where a couple from overseas came, and their son was uh, older, like 21 or 22, still living at home but going out at night, partying, doing drugs, uh, getting drunk, and heaven only knows what else. I won't go into the other situations. But he was living at home, and they were allowing him uh, to do his thing. And he was telling them what he was going to do. And, and they didn't know what to do. So Larry laid it out. He said, you give him a week to find a job. You, you have him, you say, if you're going to live in this house, you're going to make your own money. You're going to carry out the trash. You're going to make your own bed. You're going to be kind to your brothers and sisters. If you don't care to do that, there's the door. Now, that may sound harsh, very, very harsh. But what happened, it turned that, uh, that I won't even call him young man, because he acted like, a, a four-year-old, it began turning him into a young man when his parents put the boundaries around what their home was going to be because he literally was destroying their home and everyone who lived in it. As far as uh, young women coming in, there have been times that I have taken them and bought, and uh, the ministry has bought them different clothes because what they arrived in was shocking. And um, they began to understand there was a different way to live. Now, when they left, did they keep that understanding? I can't promise you that. But I can promise you that before God, I gave it what I knew was righteous and holy before the Lord. And that's what I went on. And, you know, we never had one leave because of that situation. It's almost as if, that when those situations arise, even though it, it's almost going back to your story of your girls on the search for the bathing suit, yes. where in the moment it may have been frustrating for them or maybe even embarrassing a little bit. Yes. However, when they realized that you were there as a to be a mother to them and to care and watch out for them and to to cover them. Yes. Literally and figuratively that the outcome that they that the love that they felt from that deepened the relationship and let them see themselves in a different way right because they were seen 
from a different mother's perspective. That's right. And it wasn't easy for them. <laughs> Nikki called me from, she was going to a swim party from school to one of her friend's houses. Well, I get this phone call from Nikki at the friend's house, and she says, Mom, I left my bathing suit at home, but my friend, I'll call her Kelly, uh, has an extra bathing suit that fits me. And I said, Nikki, is it a bikini? And there was just quietness on the other end of the phone. And she said, yes. And I said, I'll be there in about 20 minutes with your bathing suit. But you see, am I a prig or a prude? I don't know. I would say that I, with my our girls, that I was trying to teach them godliness. And the word, the word tells us, says, older women teach younger women. Because we've been around the block a few times. <laughs> More than a few. <laughs> well, Susan, thank you so much once again for sharing so much wisdom and your own life lessons. This has just been a really beautiful time to get to spend with you and to talk over this with you. Um, do you have any parting words for any mothers out there that might be listening? Well, just that it's all right that you win. It's all right that your girls, um, that you don't allow your girls, like Derek Prince spoke in that quote, that you don't let the, the world sink your girls. And that it's not just your answering to your girls, it is your answering to God to be that mother. And there will come a time when your girls will make their own choices and but you can stand before God someday and and he will know and you will know when you say lord i did everything i knew to do but they come at that age when they decide whether they're going to follow after his ways or not but then it won't be yours to carry it will be yours to pray well thank you so much yes thank you for having me aj it's been special <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next one, and we would love if you left us a review. For more information about CTCI and our upcoming programs, be sure to check out ctcilife.org. This podcast is a production of Christian Training Center International. It is produced by AJ Selby, Rebecca Wall, and Seth Stradling. It is edited, mixed, and mastered by AJ Selby.